0: Or you may know her as Sarah Logan, is exactly the kind of person that we need as an advocate for the hunting lifestyle. You see, Sarah Rowe is a professional WWE wrestler. She's on hiatus right now. She's had a baby boy. But she was in the WWE, SmackDown, and Raw on mainstream television from 2016 up until 2020. And she's a hunter. And she's a hunter that absolutely understands why she does what she does. This podcast will illustrate that to a T. These are the kinds of conversations that we need to have more of here at Blood Origins. Mainstream influencer conversations that push a hunting message, a narrative about why we hunt into a much broader non-hunting based audience. Uh where where are you right now?
1: I am uh, near Cleveland, Ohio, in an undisclosed location near there.
0: <laughs> oh such such like intrigue right out of the gate, an undisclosed location.
1: Don't worry about it. Uh, do you
0: think let me ask this like legitimately, if you gave your location away, would you have a bunch of like crazy fans show up?
1: Not a bunch of crazy ones, but there might be a couple, like, psychotic ones, maybe. <laughs> like, like we've had girl, female wrestlers before. Like, people, like, show up with, like, knives and ropes and duct tape and, like, police were called. And, yeah. So, and where I live, like, if you come here and my life is threatened, like, one of us ain't leaving kind of thing. So, like the response time where I live for the police right. is not good. So
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: My neighbors are my uh, my backup.
0: <laughs> That's it. So, let me ask this question because this is something that I and, and firstly, I'm I'm honored and humble to talk to you because you're the kind of individual <laughs> that I need to talk to and we need to get sort of uh, into the community that follows you, okay? Mm-hmm. You are what I call a mainstreamer, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it's true. You you don't live in the hunting world. You don't live in the outdoor community. You live in a sure. separate community.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to bring people from my community that don't know anything about outdoors or hunting and convert them into at least supporters of what we do. Like you don't have to do it. Just don't hate it and shit on it, you know? Hundred percent,
0: one thousand percent. Can you not just like talk to all of the celebrities in Hollywood for me, please?
1: It's it's like I've I've legit like I had a uh my first ever wrestling jacket was this camo thing I cut up and I, like I sewed a coyote fur onto it. It's like super like and I was I was backstage at WB and one of the writers was like I hate hunting. And I was like, okay. Why? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Why? Yeah, we went to this whole thing and she's like, I should think it's right. And I was like, I was like, well, actually, like, hunting does a lot. Like, do you like national parks? Like, do you like, you know, like a lot of things that, uh, that you're like, a lot of your tax dollars don't go towards national parks? Like, that's my hunting license. That's me supporting hunting. And, And she's like, oh, I didn't know that. I never thought about it that way. And I was like, amazing. And and then you always get like, oh no no no, I I don't mind what you do because you know I'm very big about hunting for meat, and they're like, I just don't like trophy hunters. I'm like, what do you define as a trophy hunter? Like, that's like because I have a deer mounted in my living room doesn't mean I didn't use the meat. Like that's just mm-hmm. the skin and a piece of foam. Like, is that a trophy mm-hmm. hunter to you or like what are we?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What are we talking? I'm
0: fair. And I'm you just became the blood origin spokesman or spokeswoman. Sorry. Let me let me call oh, you. Thank you. I'm honored. And and let me throw your ponytail over your shoulder because you're wearing one of our favorite company shirts. Oh, me and Ray both have
1: this shirt on.
0: Representing Montana yes. Knife Company.
1: Support support American businesses, yes, or support
0: Absolutely. local businesses, yes. Absolutely. Well, um, Sarah Rowe, welcome to the Blood Origins podcast.
1: I'm honored to be, when you asked me to be on this podcast, I was like, yes, yes, today, right now, let's do it.
0: Absolutely. Um, for those who don't know who you are, um, could you give them a little intro to who you are?
1: Mm. Yes. Um, my name is Sarah Rowe. Uh, I was formerly a WWE superstar known as Sarah Logan. My name is just awesome. I guess I get to keep the first name. I've always just been Sarah. Um and I was on SmackDown and Raw on TV. I played a bad guy on TV for a long time. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm an avid hunter, outdoorsman. Uh, I love helping, like, with conservation. I love spreading the word about hunting, like, putting a good life behind it. I love supporting my fellow hunter. I don't, like, I hate, like, we already have such a small community. Like, let's not Right.
0: Hit 100%. on each other. Don't, you, don't you think that's probably the biggest cancer? inside of hunting right now
1: yeah like um I don't like I love bow hunting I love the art of bow hunting but like I'm not gonna look down on you because you shoot a crossbow like I'm not gonna be like oh that's not really bow hunting or like and I would hope a traditional bow hunter doesn't look at me it's like oh, that's not really bow hunting like like I hunted bears in West Virginia and West Virginia bears are smaller and I was having so much flack online about people being like that's not a real like, you're shooting baby bears. Like, you want to hunt a real bear? Come to Canada. And I was like, first of all, country shut down. Can't leave. Second of all, like, go after yourself. Like, no. Like, that's, don't say that to me. And I, and I, like, I will never argue with someone online, but I'll educate a motherfucker real quick. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. no, actually, the average size bear in West Virginia is like 130 pounds. Like, my bear was very average. And I had it on my shoulders. So people just automatically assumed the bear was like 10 pounds because I'm a girl. You can't, like, I used to throw people for a living. Like, I can carry a bear on my shoulders.
0: Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Were you raised a hunter?
1: Yes. But I am from, like, the Eastern Kentucky areas where my family's from. And gender roles were a huge thing. Uh, my papa was a Baptist preacher and like gender roles were huge. And so I was allowed to like process the animal. I was allowed to help track, but I wasn't really allowed to go hunting with all the dudes, all the, like my brothers and uncles and I wasn't allowed to go hunting. And so I like my favorite part to this day, like anyone in my area knows that they shoot a deer, like call me, I'm coming to help track it. Like that's my favorite part is tracking and
0: uh so it's so awesome like the detective work associated with uh, trying to figure it all out right
1: i went into labor tracking a deer
0: no you didn't yes
1: i was nine months pregnant there was two (laughs) feet of snow on the ground ray shot a buck in the backyard and we tracked it for hours and then we were like all right uh like there was heavy snow like we're, it's cold, like he's not going anywhere, we're losing blood, like let's just go back and we'll rendezvous in the morning. But I went to labor at one AM that morning. So and it's a crazy story. So it like raised deer bedded down in snow and then it snowed an extra two feet and we found the deer a month later in perfect condition because it was underneath the snow. We we really? had it caved out hanging in the it's hanging in the living room right now. Like its lips were like pulled back over its teeth and its eyeballs were like sunken in cause like rigor mortis. But like, as far as like the, the, like we weren't able to like do any of the meat, but it was perfectly preserved almost in the snow because it was right, just in the right. freezer. And we were, uh, cash, we were home with cash and he's a month old and our neighbor calls us was like, Hey, did you shoot a deer? We're like, yeah, like a month ago. But it has a very like atypical kind of. It has like this uh, horn that, or has this time that kind of goes across, and it's like real flat. Like we got a bunch of camera pictures of him. We're like, "Holy crap! It's your deer!" And we like brought our son, wow, like for the yeah, yeah, it was. It was a good story, but yeah, I went to labor tracking that that deer.
0: So deer let point. me ask this: Being in the WWE, how long were you in the WWE? And not that you're technically out out you're on a hiatus according to yeah. my google stalking you're on a hiatus
1: coming back but we're... yeah um i worked there from i think 2016 till 2020 okay That's about four years uh and NXT or WB has like different like tiers, like kinda like baseball. There's like Triple A. Well, they have a, okay. a a brand called NXT. It's kind of a lot bigger now than what it was, but I was in NXT, which is like they're like uh like division one and then you caught up to the main roster, which is like prime time. And I was on the main roster for uh for like three years, uh with the Riot Squad, which was my uh band of dastardly females that
0: mm-hmm. we uh,
1: we kind of caused havoc. we rioted, if you will, uh, right. through the whole wB universe and um it was a crazy experience, like during the rut, I was in Germany looking at truck cam photos of all the deer I was missing, so that was sweet one year. me and Ray were like, "Oh my God, this could be us right now
0: so how many let me ask this because I'm always intrigued in these different communities. How many wrestlers did you and Ray interact with that? were hunters
1: uh not a lot um Braun strowman was a hunter uh he uh like he he owns like several properties that he hunted and was like setting up to hunt um i think we're like slightly different hunters like um i'm more like i can hunt with a freaking rock and a stick if I was able, you know, I, mm-hmm. uh, I like the very, like a minimalist approach to hunting. Uh, Brown was like big, like, I saw get the biggest gun and shoot the biggest thing, you know? Right. Uh, but, uh, uh, Brock Lesnar was a big hunter. Uh, I know he owns ranches that he hunts out of. Um, but I was the only female. I know of that, that hunted. Um, Were there any conversations
0: that, like you said, that, that one reporter asked it. ah, I hate hunting. Did you have opportunities to like, like your Riot Squad, did they did they get it? Did they understand hunting?
1: Yeah, so one of them was um, Liv, was like a vegan, vegetarian, like she like, you know, dipped her toes in the water. Um, she's a recovering vegan as of now. Um, <laughs> and uh, she, they actually bought me a, so we used to like, my family didn't bow hunt. It was strictly like rifle hunting and trapping big trappings mm-hmm. big in, in Kentucky. Um, and they actually got my first, cr- they bought me a crossbow for my birthday and I hunted, um, after my birthday, I hunted, uh, it was pre-rut. Uh, I was the only time I could get out for, and I shot a deer with a the crossbow they bought me for our, me and Ray's wedding that we had. So we had the deer at the wedding and, like, Ruby was all for it. She was like, she was like, I don't think I can personally pull the trigger. She's like, but I think it's awesome that and she actually owns a property 10 minutes from me. And she owns 60 acres. And me and Ray, she's like the wizards, y'all. Like, do what you want with it. Uh, Liv, though, she had a problem eating the deer. She was like, the fact that I bought you something that I know that you then... She's like, it tastes too, like, fresh and wild. And, like, she's like, I just... I could taste the feelings in it and all this stuff. So, she, she'll, she, I think she's eaten deer here before, but I think she doesn't really want a close personal relationship with her food, which a lot of people can't have and won't have. Like I have seven cows on my farm, and like we breed the females and we butcher the the bulls and the steers. Like, and people have a hard time wrapping their head around, like, how could you like. Love and care for an animal, and then you're going to kill it. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, like, that's its purpose. That's why I bought it. Like, I'm right. giving to this animal every day because one day I was like, it's not going to freeload at my farm. It's got to get back to me, too. Like, it's like, right, not- right, right. Everything has to have a job here. Like, I don't just take care of something for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, one day my son's going to take care of me when I'm old. Like, I'm, you know, got to have a job here.
0: <laughs> Do you when you like you talked about that news reporter and they obviously had a misperception is food and meat one of the easiest entrances into sort of understanding why someone would hunt.
1: Yeah. I think people can relate to it more than any, any other aspect of hunting is eating because everyone eats. Right. And uh, I understand people that are like, vegetarians or vegans and then that's a whole other conversation i'm like why are you vegetarian or you vegan they're like well i don't like the meat industry i'm like yeah me either that's why i hunt my farm and they're like isn't oh, that's that a, like a
0: mind-blowing thing right yes. that vegans and hunters are actually back to back from a purpose perspective are, are very similar
1: yeah we're, we're root for the same team we're just wearing different colors you know like it's it's very, like, I love talking to people who are vegetarians or vegans and, and they'll go back to like, well, like, I think that we're just supposed to, we're meant to eat vegetables and that's how we're healthy. And so I'm like, yeah, but I have animals that solely eat vegetables. and Their stomachs are a lot different than ours. So let's talk about that. Why are our bodies built this way? I'm like, because we're omnivores, so we have to eat meat. And it, my chickens are omnivores. If I put a bunch of vegetables and I put a bunch of meat, the chickens know that that meat is the most calorie dense food that there is. So it's going to be less effort for them to eat meat, and that's the same way with hunting. I'm like, if I'm a hunter gatherer and I have four hours, I'm probably going to spend that four hours getting something that's going to give me thousands of calories. Than those four hours taking something that's like berries or something that's going to give me very little calories. I'm like, I'm sorry, but fruits and vegetables are starvation foods. Like, if you want to mm-hmm. eat them because like they're good, they taste good, like awesome. But if we want to talk about nutrition and we want to talk about something that's best for you personally. Meat is is the way. Animal products, like nose to tail. like that's There's no argument there, in my
0: opinion. Your perspective is is one that is well-educated. It's clear, based on what you've just said. The last five minutes, it's like, hmm, okay, she knows what she's
1: saying. I try, because I I like to, I like to, me and Ray are very passionate about, like, kind of, I don't know if converting people is very, like, you know, (laughs) is very uh, harsh. But, like, if you hang out with me and Ray, like we are enablers, like oh, you like to hunt? We have a bunch of hunting here. Let's get you set up for right- We'll go right now. Oh, you're interested about this? Here's all the stuff you need to like make this your passion. Like, let us help you do something that we think is awesome. So, I try to like have bullets in my gun with like how I can talk to people about. Because if I'm just like, you should eat meat because it tastes good. It makes me feel good. Like, people are like yeah, fucking.
0: Sarah Rowe, you're blowing people's minds right now, because I can guarantee that the perception that someone would have of a WWE wrestler is that I like to hunt, but when pushed about why someone hunts, I could almost make money on someone, the majority of people saying she has no idea why she hunts.
1: I mean, that's like, it's... Especially because I have, like, I am from Kentucky, like, I have a very, like, I ha- have an accent a lot of the times, like, I'm very rough and tumble, you know, like, people just kind of expect me to say, I hunt because my family hunted, or I hunt because I like to kill things, or I hunt because I like to shoot stuff, like, I wouldn't be lying if I didn't say that there is a primal satisfaction I get when a deer walks up, and or any animal walks up, and I know I'm going to take its life, like... That adrenaline rush is something that like can't be. I, I can't tell. I can't tell anyone about that. Right. You know, like I've I've been I, I've been at WrestleMania in the ring by myself in front of eighty thousand people, and my heart beats more when I see a deer that I'm going to shoot because that. No
0: way, WrestleMania. But, I remember well, growing up as a kid in South Africa, and WrestleMania was the thing.
1: Well, I, I I agree that it's an amazing thing and I was excited, but the animal brain in me doesn't know what WrestleMania is. Mm -hmm. The animal brain in me knows what it feels like to hunt for food. You know, like, I feel like, like wrestling can only make you like so happy. Like I, the happiness I felt at WrestleMania is the same happiness I feel when I see my son, you know, like someone can only get so happy, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, how mm-hmm. did you feel? Like, I feel like you when you're happy. Like, that's <laughs> all I felt. <laughs> but hunting, like, that primal, like, that adrenaline rush and in the, in the dips. And then if you b- get a good shot on something or if you get a bad shot on something, like, that crash, like, I feel like that's tapping into a part of us that, like, a lot of people have forgotten about.
0: It's almost that part of you that – um you know, people say, you know, you're not supposed to hunt anymore. This is a modern day society. You have in all the, store. the yeah. yeah, it's the conveniences of of meat and whatnot, and that's true. Let's be honest, it's true. You don't have to hunt anymore because of the convenience of life. However, mm-hmm. to that primal component of what you just said, if we were thrown back into the woods and you were told survive, regardless of where you came from, Eastern Kentucky or Manhattan, mm-hmm. New York. Again, I would make money on the fact that at some point you are going to become a hunter.
1: Yeah, like if you watch that show alone where people have to like outlast the other person so they're there for 50 to 100 days or whatever, everyone starts out like they're killing rabbits and they're trapping squirrels and they're eating little berries they find or they're like, ooh, this moss is edible, I read it in a book. You get to day 60, those people are like, I need fat.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm going to
1: die if I don't get fat. I need to fish. I need to hunt a wolverine. Like, Mm -hmm. because even if you get like a deer, like I couldn't just survive off deer. They're not fat Mm -hmm. enough. I would have Mm -hmm. to kill a groundhog or something that's like insulated, you know, with Mm -hmm. fat. And I bring that up to people a lot who are like, I could survive off just vegetables. I'm like, okay, how many supplements are you taking? Like, like you need fat. You need animal fat. There's a re like, when I first, I went strictly carnivore for a long time and I used to like New York strips. I was like, I like the little piece of fat. Like it's a nice controlled piece of fat that I can decide how much fat goes into my mouth. And I remember cutting one and I'm cutting it and my brain's like, eat that. Like eat it. You need to eat it. And now like I I can't get enough like chuck eyes or like rib eyes or right. uh, the the fatty cuts of meat. And like the fat is something that we need to survive and not only survive but like thrive like Mm -hmm. like any of those shows
0: you're not on you're still are you still carnivore diet or
1: so i am more animal based now um i so i have very bad this kind of tells me that i was born in the wrong freaking time it's hard for me to eat anything that isn't just like fresh stuff so i have something that's called like i have like a histamine intolerance So it's, like, allergies, but, like, so I have, like, a bucket, right? And then, like, histamines are in, like, everything, almost everything you eat. And then, like, your body produces them to help you combat allergens or whatever.
0: Right, right, right.
1: My body doesn't break down histamines by itself very well. Okay. So if if I eat anything processed, if I eat anything that's uh, fermented, like, if I eat sauerkraut, I'm Mm -hmm. wrecked. My nose and, like, my face swells, like, it's, it's, it's disgusting. But I am mostly animal based because I it just takes a So makes Can you drink better. beer? Oh I can, but I'm I'll pay for it that night. Because so that's fermented, then, right? Yeah. Like uh any uh like kefir, beer, alcohol. I love whiskey and scotch and like I know when I drink it that like I'm like, man, I'm not I'm gonna have to sleep in my back tonight so my nose can like drain down my face. Like it's it's, um, it's gross and a serious problem that I struggle with all the time, but it goes to show me that like, we are fed a bunch of garbage and we're mm-hmm. we're fed a bunch of stuff that like, we're not meant and supposed to eat and our body kind of attacks those things. And a lot of people can, when your body gets mad and attacks it, a lot of people can just digest the histamines and be fine. My body's like, no, Sarah, screw you. We're not supposed to eat this shit. And it makes me pay for it. So I have to eat like fresh, fresh meat. I have to eat like even I have to watch how I like how I cook rice. Like, I can't like I can't have sushi because rice is cooked in vinegar. I can't have vinegar. It's fermented. A bunch of histamines in there. So I have wow. to cook rice in a Dutch oven cast iron and like put it in the stove. And even our rice cooker, it has it gets mold in there. No matter how much you clean it, my body knows there's mold in there. And I'll, my nose will get all freaking crazy so i have i'm drinking nettle tea right now
0: crazy so i want to go back to something you um you mentioned quite just lackadaisically but it's something that obviously has changed in today's society you said you were raised with gender roles Mm -hmm. you're raised uh that you were not supposed to hunt did your dad not take you hunting i guess your mom didn't hunt either right
1: no, and like um, it was, it was mostly my mom's, um, like my mom's family uh, that hunted. They uh, they were like farmers, and and it was just a very like because of religion and because of uh, just everyone kind of had the old way of doing things. That like the gr- the women were meant to stay inside, cook, do laundry, make sure the house was good, take care of babies, and like. I just wasn't drawn to that. Like I wanted to be outside. Like I remember um, like how this whole like thing where it's like they're giving kids things to like stop their hormones because if they, you know, are eight, nine years old and they want to be a boy or they want to be a girl and they're not, they'll give them hormone blockers. If you would ask me at eight or nine, if I wanted to be a boy, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I can hunt. I can play baseball. I don't have to play softball. Yes. I want to be a boy. That sounds great. And, like, it, it was it, – like, that, like, worries me as, like, a, sure, I'm sure. a parent now, you know? Like, it – yeah. So gender roles were something I really had to overcome, and I had to, like, be diligent about what I wanted to do because it wasn't, like, there for me to do. I had to go out and make sure – or, like, try but to – When did you get there.
0: to hunt for the first time?
1: Um – actually hunt like shoot something hunt that I wasn't just uh when I uh when I got married was the first time I like did everything just by myself like that I wasn't just there to help but I had to like take it kind of like I my dad uh was in um was near Kentucky and I was like hey I want to hunt um i lived in florida at the time because of wb he had a few acres out back i'm like hey can i come hunt because oddly enough i'm the only one in my family that still hunts now or hunts in any capacity like my dad will but because he's coming to hunt like so i told my dad i wanted to hunt he's like oh i mean i haven't done that forever that sounds fun he's like i'll put a tree stand out back and my dad said he um my dad's a marine um he fell down in the woods. Set up the tree stands. He decided to do it by himself. And he said, "I fell down and it hurt so bad, that my eyes watered. I was like crying. <laughs> That's called crying. You were freaking crying. Like, it, just <laughs> <laughs> it hurt so bad, <laughs> my eyes sort of watered. It was the weirdest thing. You were crying. Is <laughs> that it?" Um, but me and my dad hunted like like I only had four days, and for some reason, I was like, if I don't get this deer, I feel like my wedding is like cursed. Like, it's not gonna happen. And, like, or like, something, I was like, I need this deer. Like, this is like, this sets the tone for my wedding. And I didn't see shit for three days. I even, there was a big ice storm one morning. And I was like, I gotta go out there. Like, I need to, mm-hmm. you know. And I climbed the tree stand with a spatula because there was ice on the stand and I had to, like, scrape it off. So it was me with a spatula and a crossbow. <laughs> But the next day, I got a deer. Knowing now what I know now is probably because you know the weather was so crappy the day before. Nothing yep, was moving, yep, yep. and everything came out. Uh, so I saw one buck, shot that, shot it, and uh, process. Because I knew how to do the processing, I knew how to, I knew how to do the tracking, I knew how to do the processing, I knew how to break it down and wrap it up and cook it. I just had never was able to be a part of actually like
0: figuring taking a life.
1: So yeah, yeah. it was. It was nice to kind of drive the ship and to kind of be like the only person in my family now that still hunts.
0: So when when did you get married?
1: Uh, well, it's our three-year anniversary on... Um, so essentially, um, you've only been hunting for
0: three years.
1: Yes, I've only been... Yes. Killing. Yes. I've only been murdering for three years. Yes, I've only been killing <laughs> for three years.
0: It's weird because you honestly don't sound like someone who's hunted for three years, right? Or maybe you actually do. It's This is what's funny about the whole late adult onset hunter type syndrome is that when mm-hmm. someone does hunt late like you, you understand exactly why. It's like this thing that I've got to know. Like I've got to know exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I want to be able to, as you said, and the fact that you guys are enablers, <laughs> sort of overemphasizes that idea that I need to speak and I need to communicate and I need to educate people around this thing that I love.
1: My uh, husband's also an adult onset hunter. Like I got him into hunting. Uh, Cause when I hunted for our wedding, he was like, I think it's really cool that like you're doing that. He's just never, you know, so the next year I bought him a crossbow for Christmas and we went out and set didn't see anything. And then we bought this farm And, uh, there's 30 acres of woods and we have an additional 50 acres at a friend's house. And, um, he, we're very different hunters. He's a very like, like searches gear and like wants to like do all the mock scrapes and like set, like set deer paths. And like, he's just all about doing all that stuff. And I'm like, I think that we just got to be in the right place at the right time. Right. And I have started a no camo hunting initiative this year. Um, and I found what they say
0: the the best form of camo is, right?
1: Yeah, be quiet, shut up, sit still, and be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I actually got Ray on it. I proved to him, I'm like, camo doesn't matter. I was like, the scent matters, and moving matters. So, like, we've been uh. And all these scent control stuff, like, he, he's gotten, like, the ozone bags and, like, all. And I was, like, I think this stinks. So, I'm thinking the deer are going to think this also stinks. Do yeah. Okay? No, totally uh, agree. And I, and this year, we were talking to this guy at, uh, we're uh, part of this hunting lease in southern Ohio. And he was, like, I use smoke. He's, like, I have a bee, uh, yeah. a bee smoker. He's mm-hmm. like, I smoke my clothes before I go up, and I shit you not. One, you smell amazing. I love the smell of, of, of smoke. And like uh, I've had deer walk directly down one for me, does, which so you know they're really checking and not mm-hmm. even care. I was like, mm-hmm. holy crap, because smoke is something they naturally smell yep. all the time,
0: yep. especially
1: yep. like out here. Everyone's got wood burning stoves, and everyone's like people always burn itself on the country and we can. And yeah. uh, so that's the only form of like scent control that I use. But, and with doing that, I can hunt and what I'm always wearing.
0: Yeah, like makes sense.
1: I have this sweater, that's super warm. I wear it to the, my family's house and I'll come home and smoke it up. And me and Ray kind of try to smoke before we hunt. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> so
0: have you, Given you know who you are and the audience you interact with, and sort of touching the outdoor community, outdoor space, have you come across any issues being a female hunter and doing the way doing the things that you do?
1: Um, so being who I was in hunting was a big issue. Uh, not even, and there's a female side to it because like me and Ray can both post a hunting photo and. Mine is just people talking shit the whole time. Like I, cause I, for a long time I didn't post a hunting photo. I, mm-hmm. um, I was like, I worked for a very large company. Like I don't, I, mm-hmm. I just, I just didn't, didn't know about it. Like I, I, I I was weird about it for a while. And then I posted a photo of me kneeling. All you see was the deer's butt and my bow. There was no gore, no blood, no nothing, whatever. And people still sh- freaking lost their minds. I lost 10,000 followers. Wowza. Boom. And I was like, and this isn't even, cause so I was like, screw it. And I just freaking went crazy. I was like, if they're going to get, <laughs> I'm trying to be tasteful here. Yeah, exactly. Gonna, I was like, screw it. So I just posted like crazy. And I like, there's a photo, like I, in Southern Ohio, I tagged out in two days in Ohio. I was shooting two deer a day, like, three days in a row. I was a freaking wizard that weekend. And I ended off with, like, the biggest buck ever. It was, it was like, a weekend that I'll never have again. Uh, <laughs> got it out of the way real early. And uh, I posted, like, I had them all hanging up on a tractor. So I was letting them, uh, I was letting the blood drain out. And I was, like, and I posted a photo in front. I was, like, yeah. And people were, <laughs> so crazy. And, uh and Ray doesn't get that kind of class. Interesting. Like, he, I, and like people on this is as blunt as I can say it. People on social media feel like they can tell women what to do more than they can tell men what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I hear I'm that not. A lot. I'm safer to talk shit to. Oh. Uh... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a weak like my like I'm a weak girl who doesn't have her own thoughts and who's easy manipulated. So like, I'll post. I posted a a status or a post or whatever about how children should be able to have boundaries. Like, if my kid is uncomfortable comfortable with you and doesn't want to hug you, I'm not going to make my kid hug you. Kind of something like that. And so many male white dudes were so upset with that. They're like, you're going to make your kid a weirdo, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, like, you haven't seen all the girls I've seen that have been in an uncomfortable, like, sexual situation or, like, harassment type situation and just laugh their way out of it because they don't know how to establish their own boundaries.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's mm-hmm. not something I want a child of mine or a child around me to ever,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, have that ever come up. So there is a very, like, and female hunting clothes don't have pockets. I don't know what the freaks up with that. Like, yep. I don't. Like me and Ray have le- legitimately had like the girl and guy version of of clothes, and his has five times more pockets than I do. I'm like, do you think I carry my purse to hunt? Like, no, no, like you what? do,
0: don't you carry your purse into the woods?
1: Yeah, yeah, I just I just shove it all in my bra and go hunt. That's that. <laughs> oh, our bras have pockets.
0: Oh my gosh, you you're right. There's you you're you're hitting on things that I hear all the time. You know, we get, females get more flack, females are crybabies, um, females, the camo, camo clothing for females is terrible.
1: Yeah, and it's, and and like, I have, like, a bigger back, because I, you know, I lose my back muscles. Yeah, and, and it's just not something that, like, is, like, they're just built with, like, small arms, and small, and or if you get the size up, it's huge in other places. I'm like, and the sizing, like men's sizing is measurements. Like I'm a 30 by 32. Women don't have that. Like I can be a size eight at this end of the store and a size five at the other. Like it makes no sense. It's like baby clothes.
0: I don't like know. I don't know made... what you're talking about. I have the, I get, you know, 33 by 34s, you know?
1: It's, it's crazy. And I, I want to make a, a female uh, clothing line named Pockets, and it's just a bunch of clothes with pockets all over. it. It's needed. It's needed. It's there's,
0: needed. A, uh, it's there's a there's a brilliant market. there's a there's a brand that I really like out of Maine called Origins. I don't know if you've heard of them. Origins, Maine. They are American made. Is it Jocko? Jocko? It's Jocko's company, uh, but yes, Pete Roberts. Pete Roberts started. Uh, they've been talking to Kip Fuchs. Kip is the guy who made Under Armour and sold okay. out of Under Armour. Mm-hmm. And Origins is about to start making um, camo gear. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also working on their first set of uh, women's denims. So, With
1: pockets. I, pockets. Well, Pete's, I to to wife,
0: Pete's wife is um, in charge of... I guess demoing or, you know, testing out and making mm-hmm. sure it's all right. So um I'm sure she'll be putting pockets yeah. in there. So,
1: Should will like it out of the park. Yeah. I have no doubt.
0: So Sarah, um I just wanna say thank you, man. I, I you know, it's it's always weird when you reach out to people that are big mainstreamers like yourself and um and you just say, Hey, can we have a conversation about hunting that's a little gonna be you know, when people listen to it, they're like, oh, I didn't even know Sarah Rose, Hunter can of deal, you know?
1: I get, yeah, I get that a lot, yeah. But and, it's and, awesome
0: for you to be able to say things that you say.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I'm i glad that this just is a podcast of, like, what was the biggest deary shot? You know, like, I, I enjoyed coming on. Like, that's why I wanted to do yours. I, I get, like, I don't want to, like, chew my own horn or whatever, but I get... I'll ask a lot to do podcasts and I'm very picky about which ones I do. And I really wow. want to do this one because it Thank you. it gives off the right message. And it's not, it's like a lot of people who are trying to get into hunting and they're like, how, how can I get in? Like, what should I? I'm like, find a local hunter. If you can't find a local hunter, watch meat eater on Netflix. It will put it, it. It's what got ready to hunt. I was like, it will put a different light on hunting that you probably have never thought of or never heard of.
0: Mm-hmm. I, was no, like, Steve I was like, media have done a great job,
1: yeah, it's it's sh- it shines a great light on hunting, which I and like the earlier seasons, like it's just it's i I, I love it, so i I tell people could, to watch that all the time. Could not
0: agree with you more, Could not agree with you more. Well, you are certainly an amazing ambassador for us, an ambassador for hunting. Um, <laughs> thank you for being so educated about because that's <laughs> no that's yeah, critical that. you, you laugh about it but it's not it's it's what's needed you
1: know Should so you guys get right on here he wasn't he was English major in college like he he can talk his way at everything. i haven't read myself
0: he's, he's he's good i'm ready tell him to get with his talent agency he's supposed to be getting with his talent agency to say he he, give he, me he a, talked- a green light
1: He, in fact, did. He's waiting to hear back. We just talked. We went to the, uh, went to, got some steaks today, and we were talking about that. I was like, we got to get back. Got to do this thing. That's right.
0: Tell him I need the green light. Just say, look, there's this South African. He just, he's a really easy (laughs) talker. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Thank you, Sarah Rowe.
1: Of course. Thank you, guys. Had a great time.
0: Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always.